0: In the 1930s, at Oxford, two professors found common ground in their love for myths. One night, they delved deep into a discussion about the truth in myths. The first, a firm believer in the profound truths of these tales, inspired his friend, an atheist, to see them in a new light. This exchange led to a remarkable transformation in the skeptic. He began to view Christianity as a true myth rich in universal truths. This new perspective deeply influenced his writing, infusing it with allegory and depth. Their friendship and intellectual discussions were pivotal in shaping both of their literary careers. And these two friends were... I'm Joe, my pal over there is Kurt, and we are Dudes in Progress. Hey, Joe. Hey, Kurt. What's going on, man?
1: (laughs) I'm just uh, getting ready for a trip to Disney World. Do you know who those two friends were? It wasn't you and me, huh? (laughs) (laughs) You had me there for a minute. I'm going to guess C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien.
0: Exactly. Exactly. J.R. Tolkien, of course, the author of Lord of the Rings, and C.S. Lewis, the author of many books, but probably best known for the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Ah, I win the prize. Yeah. When you were telling that story,
1: the words that were popping in my head were collaboration and teamwork. Yeah. And I think Definitely. those are extraordinarily powerful things that I've always been fond of, whether it was in my sporting pursuits or collaborating at work collaboration software is really where my specialty ended up going towards
0: using software to collaborate. But
1: yeah, I think they're very powerful communication.
0: Yeah. I love that. They, and and they were very good friends, but they didn't share complete 100% Mm. um, agreement. They weren't completely in, in agreement on even religion, even Christianity and worldview, but they, they shared a, they shared a common interest and they built this deep, deep friendship. It's a very cool story. If you get a chance to check it out, that little couple of paragraphs that I read, it doesn't really do it justice, but it's a, it's a neat story. It's a neat friendship.
1: Well, I think friendship part of being a friend is respecting the other person and their, what they value and to listen and
0: and not get into arguments that are going well, to break up me, your friendship. Yeah, that brings me to a question. We'll flesh this out during the show. But what is your initial response when I ask, what makes a good friend? My first thing is probably trust. Was
1: was hmm. the, the one thing that was going through my mind. Complete trust in someone else. I mean, I think it starts with, Shared interests. You seem to bond with other people that have similar interests. Now, they were professors, so they had that. They had the same vocation, intellectuals, and that kind of thing. I, I think I, if I look back on all the friendships I've had, they've always started with common interests. But I think trust and reliability, respect for each other, are some of the things that definitely, when, when, You've said this at three a m if someone calls, you know are you the type of person that's going to run out and, and help somebody, or if they have a really bad day or something tra- traumatic happens, you know, you're the one or they're there for you in those times of trouble and and times of fun too,
0: having fun together yeah, definitely yeah, who are your three a m friends right mm, yeah, but're you you're right, Kurt. I mean, most of the friendships that I've built have been. The, the catalyst was some kind of common interest. Sure. I, I think about us. Our, 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 our friendship was built on the common interest of podcasting. Yeah. Uh, we had no idea that we were going to become this good of friends. Right. Uh-huh. We just knew that we had this common interest and knew enough about each other to know that, okay, we'll, 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 we'll at least share this common interest and, yeah. and see what happens from there. Right. For sure. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that's how they start. They start off as a, is a common interest. And today we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to be a good friend. It starts off with, you got to have a friend, right? (laughs) (laughs) You got to be a friend to have a friend. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you got to have a friend in order to be a good friend. And yes, (laughs) you're right. You've got to be a friend to to be a good friend. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. My idea about what makes a good friend is you're comfortable with each other in the good times and the bad, Hmm. you know, that they're going to pour as much into the relationship as you are. And sometimes when you're not pouring into it, they still are. And when they're not pouring into it, you still are. Mm. You build each other up and you can count on each other. Like I said, that 3.00 AM friend, that that's what makes a good friend. That's the 3.00 AM test. Mm. Who will you take a call from at 3.00 AM? And who do you think you could call at 3.00 AM? That's a very interesting way to think about friendships.
1: Yeah. I like that analogy you've did. Also, I was thinking, have you ever been betrayed a friend I was talking about trust I can think back in high school someone who betrayed me and I was kind of
0: shocked it was over a girl (laughs) (laughs) mine was too that's very interesting Kurt mine was too I had a friend betray me when we were in high school and this was a friend that I grew up with I'm not going to go into the details but a girl was definitely involved and it was a pretty pretty dramatic thing for me I'll be honest with you I, I, Uh I just didn't expect it
1: yeah, I would say I don't usually do
0: drama, but that particular moment I did. You know, you asked me this question um before and I think I asked it of you and but let's revisit that again. Uh, do you think you make friends easily? That's a great question.
1: I'm an introvert, I think by heart. So I wouldn't say I I make friends easily. I'm not really good introducing myself in a crowd kind of thing. But I think once the relationship is established, then I can be a pretty good friend.
0: I'm not great at introducing myself in a crowd unless I feel some kind of common thread. Like I know, per- I know somebody who knows somebody mm. and, and I can say, Hey, you, you know, Bob, you know, yeah. Kurt. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Kurt does that. Do you know, Kurt? Mm. Or I think, I think Nick does that. Do you know, Nick? Okay. Oh, I don't know, Nick, but then you kind of feel a, uh, either you do know Nick or you don't know Nick. And it's important to make friends, especially, especially as adult guys, like, you know, we're both in our mid fifties, but you know, once I think once you meet your, m- get to your mid twenties, I think it becomes harder and harder to make new friends, hmm. uh, new friends that become deep relationships. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't have any
1: social life while my kids were in school <laughs> and I was raising them. It's, I can't say, I mean, you're beyond your high school and college friends. You're in that in-between. I mean, some of the people that you hang out with at times, I didn't have a lot of social life at all because I was running around with them. I mean, maybe the parents of some of the kids, but I never felt like I really had a lot of close friends. Maybe my the best I could do with my would probably be my coworkers.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But now... I I agree. I think, you know, we've talked about how important relationships are and I should make a more attempt really. And yeah, it's not always
0: been a priority for me. So it's interesting. We talk about this, this common thread, these common interests. And, and if I had to go make friends right now, if something happened and I was friendless and I know that for my mental health and for my, well-being I needed to go out and make some friends and make some connections I'm trying to think of how I would do that yeah you know how would I go make friends right now I would I'd have to identify some some interests that I have right some clear interest sports or tech or music or podcasting or whatever it might be right
1: yeah a club or a church or somewhere where people meet (laughs) that's really and Boy, the people that do, my dad is so good. I'm always amazed. He worked in the construction industry when he was working and in the local area, the town where I live is where his company was. And we'll be out somewhere. He runs into people he knows all the time. (laughs) And, you know, I think back of all the work I've been doing, kind of the home repair kind of work. And I I think, boy, dad, how in the world did you do the things that you did (laughs) working on cars and the house he built the the house where we lived i I was just i'm just amazed because i got youtube right (laughs) but you gotta think he had relationships and friends that he called and asked questions of sure or, or they would come over to help
0: that's that's an interesting thought because part of what i think hinders us making good friends and developing deep relationships as adults is that Rugged individualism, right? Mm. Your dad sounded like a rugged individualist, but he also was not afraid to ask who, not how. And (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna explore that sometime. Maybe maybe not, but yeah, you'll hear that. You may hear that that phrase from Kurt or me commonly. Who not how? Right. And that has to do with you know building a business and getting things done and stuff like that. Uh, But he was not afraid to to ask who, not how. Right. Oh. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he had a lot of connections. They know a guy. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the way it was done back then. Absolutely. It's the way it's done now. I mean, actually, I know a guy. I mean, I, but we have, we have so many different outlets for building relationships. I mean, you have a lot of relationships across the country and really across the world as a result of your podcast, Geeking on WWW, Geeking on. (laughs) WDW.com. If you want to check it out, (laughs) geeking on WDW.com because of your podcast and that community. And uh, I know some of those people and those are, those are as good of friends as one could ask for some of them. Right.
1: It's it's,
0: it's, I had no idea when
1: I started a podcast on Disney world that I would meet so many incredible people. I mean, looking back on it now, it's kind of, kind of makes sense that these people have a childlike fascination and curiosity and positivity that they're, they just blow my mind all the time. And, and it's really awkward to meet people from the internet in person. It can be yet. These people have that, that skill really intrigues me that they would, reach out to me or you know have the trust and the just being forward to say hi and and start the conversation but it's it's been one of the most amazing mysteries from from my podcasting efforts that has turned out exceptionally
0: well well i'm not a disney fan right i don't mind disney but i'm not a disney fan to the extent not even close to the extent that you are or any of your, your community is, I would say I'm probably not a Disney fan, but I do know this Disney people are special people. I've had an opportunity to, to interact with a handful on, on a, on a close level mm. and they're special people. They're kind and generous and fun loving and mm. interested, right? You're You're right about that kind of childlike. Mentality, which, which is what we need. We need that curiosity to build friendships.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and there's another common thing is there's an enemy that we all share. There's a nemesis really? out there. Yeah. People like me? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you read my mind. That's so funny. <laughs> people who make fun of people who love Disney and that like, why would you? Why would you go to that place all the time? Isn't that for kids? Isn't it too expensive? Isn't, you know, all the negative things that they can think of. I went there and I didn't have a good time. Or how could you, you know, you'll get that from people. You'll get criticized from your coworkers. Absolutely. And so that's
0: another thing that bonds people together. Well, (laughs) Disney people may not be a fan of me, but I'm a fan of (laughs) them. Just not Disney itself. What we're showing here is there were some common interests. I think of the the relationships that I've had, the people from church, people I've met through podcasting. When I was into bicycling and road biking, the people at the the bike shop, I I still have some kind of connection with. We have these common interests and we build on those common interests. But then we have to, like I said, we have to be intentional about it. We have to start building a connection at some level, show interest in them, show interest in their opinions and their experiences and ask about how, ask how they're doing and and just kind of build build that connection within that safe space of the shared interest. Still, right? But you're still building a connection. You can share stories and experiences, yeah. have kind of a give and take. But you really have to con- intentionally build a connection. You 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 identified kind of people you're interested in, but you got to start building a, a connection somehow.
1: Mm. I'll tell you one another experience that I always look back on really fondly was my going down to a technical conference and this is where my Disney world started from. And I was really intimidated by some of the conference goers and the people who spoke up on stage, but I was always the person that went in the front row. Like I, I'm very attentive. I enjoy the learning aspect of it. I marveled at the, the content of the, and the character of the people that were speaking. And I did that for a couple of years and I didn't know anybody. Going to these conferences. I went all by myself, 10,000 people, and it was fine because, hey, like I said, I'm an introvert. But I'll tell you, Joe, that first year that I said, you know what? And they were all bloggers, and I would interact with them on blogs. There was no Facebook or Instagram or any of those things at this point yet, but there was blogging. And I went to an event. They had a little get together outside of a restaurant on the boardwalk at Disney World. And I just, myself out there. I said, Hey, I said to my wife, if this doesn't work, I'll be back in like five minutes. Well, I ended up staying until about midnight. <laughs> we ended up going over to the ESPN club. And I'll tell you what, those relationships that were built at that conference, because same thing, well, we had the same interest and we had a very unique software that we worked in. So we had commonality of a lot of things that we did and we learned from each other. And we were also, I would say, the bastards of IT because no one understood our software except for the people that did. <laughs> and so we shared that in common. And, you know, I just had this birthday last week and still on Facebook, on my Facebook page, people from, you know, that goes back 20 years ago. Those people are still connected to this day and probably aren't still doing that software anymore. It's phenomenal. And I to add to that... The next few years that I went, I saw people every single year and had just huge fun and look forward to it. Matter of fact, I saw someone post the nostalgia of walking that path between the swan and the dolphin. People still remember those times that we spent together. And yeah, it's it, it just totally changed my experience of going to conferences, knowing people and just having laughs and fun all the time.
0: But you allowed yourself to do it, right?
1: Uh, you know, I stepped out of my comfort zone and... The reward was just tremendous, really. It was the really my interest in podcasting, and started from that because there were some
0: podcasts that were built out of that community too. Uh, I've made some really good friends in podcasting, friends that that to this day, like you said, they'll they'll connect with me or I'll connect with them. Happy birthday or Merry Christmas or yeah, text not just your not just your typical Facebook post, which is cool, right? I love to see those as much as anybody, but I'll get a text from these guys. Oh, there's, there's Dave, man. I'm I'm glad to hear from him. Right. Uh, and then you'll, you'll kind of build a little mini connection again and that might fade a little bit, but you have these lifelong, you have these lifelong connections that you've intentionally built because you share, you shared an interest and right. you showed an interest. You shared your own stories and you, you became just a little bit vulnerable. Hmm. And that's something us guys don't like to talk about a lot, but mm-hmm. It's important, right? We become mm. a little bit vulnerable and whether we say we do or not. Yeah, we do. Mm. We do. It it it's it's about it's about give and take, right? Yeah, well,
1: you know, podcasting again. It's a a medium where you put yourself out there and take criticism. And it's a grind sometimes. It's it's a lonely hobby sometimes too. Sitting yeah, at home sure is, can with, be. A, with a microphone and wondering if anyone's listening. So you you relate to each other in that and there's things that we do, whether it's equipment or just how how you advertise or get to people to know about. Yeah. There's so much common interest to share there.
0: Now where the rubber really meets the road is these, is this next part. You got to deepen the relationship Ah. at some point. If you're going to make a good friend, you got to deepen the relationship. You got to deepen this interaction that we have with each other. That might be, promising to show up every Saturday morning, right? Yeah. yeah. And that might be, let's say you're three months into that Saturday morning or six months into that Saturday morning. And you notice that your friend is a little off, is a little, hmm, man, yeah. Joe's not, Joe just doesn't seem himself or Kurt just doesn't seem himself or Mike just doesn't seem himself, whatever it might be. Right. Mm. Yeah. And then you ask how they're doing, right? Is something right. going on, man? You don't. Yeah. Okay. When you when you start going down that road where you you start to share struggles and you start to share the ugly part of life that's when it really starts to get deep and I'm not talking about just pouring your heart out right away you know a guy for an hour and you're telling him about <laughs> you know all your all your stuff but it is a process right and sure. and you almost have to be intuitive about it you have to be intentional about it but you almost have to be intuitive about it to understand okay this guy has made enough Emotional deposits in my enough deposits in my emotional bank account. I don't know where I heard that that analogy before, but we all have kind of an emotional bank account, right? People are making deposits and people are making withdrawals. We sure know the people that are making withdrawals, right? Yeah. Those are the people that are just sucking the energy right <laughs> out of us. Yeah. Uh, and we also know the people that are making deposits hmm. that give an encouraging word or show up when 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 they promise they're going to show up or yeah. uh, offer offer some, some kind of value to your life. So there comes a time that relationship deepens. Mm. Uh, It could be just watching a football game together. Uh, It could be just uh, hanging out, doing a podcast together, right? It could be biking together or attending whatever it might be, grabbing a drink, you know, going out, going out to lunch, something like that. Uh, There comes a time that that relationship as you're, as you're making a friend, Goes just that—that that one kind of nick of a level, and that's when you find out about that friendship. You find out what they're made of, and you find out what you're made of, and you find out if this is something somebody that can be trusted.
1: I mean, you don't really think about it at the time. You're, you're making it very, you know, intentional and obvious. But I remember I had a pal that we we started by working together on a project at work, and then started doing walking at lunchtime together and those conversations, sometimes they were just hilarious or things that we saw funny. I think he listened to Howard Stern. I remember him talking about Howard Stern a lot, Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, sometimes those conversations got pretty real and things that he was dealing with or vice versa. Yeah. They, it became a really good relationship. I mean, going out for a walk has always been therapeutic for me but then have a good friend to chat along and share some funny things, stuff you're doing, movies you're watching, whatever, but, or work you're doing. We, we traded work secrets or helped each other out, you know, working through projects and problems that we were working on too.
0: But would you consider this person a, a friend right now?
1: Yeah, but one I've lost touch with because he left the company that I work with,
0: which is unfortunate when you lose that common interest, that foundational common interest that we talked about before, um, that yeah. we allow those, we allow that to disturb the relationship. Mm. We allow that to to um, not, I, I guess, eliminate's kind of a strong word, but dampen the relationship.
1: Yeah, I don't know why it's it's interesting. It's funny. We, I've heard you say this too. Sometimes people kind of just fade out of our lives. <laughs> when they were kind of important at one point.
0: And maybe you have to trust that process that they can, that, that they have faded out of their lives for a reason, mm-hmm. but maybe you think back to yourself and you think, was I the type of friend that I <laughs> needed to be, <laughs> you know, but sometimes that does happen. Sometimes yes. people just fade out of their, out of your lives. But when you look back fondly with, I mean, I hear you talking about this guy that you walked with. It sounded like for a moment, You guys were very good friends. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And really it was probably the physical change of him not being around anymore.
0: Right. That made the difference. So that is, that's an important part of it, isn't it? The the, the consistency, the, the making sure that you stay in touch. Yeah. Making sure that you show up in, in each other's lives at some level.
1: There was a time when he would reach out and we'd go, go to lunch, even though he was at the other company too. But you know, that started to fade away too. Sure he he has kid, you know young kids, and you know, we get busy with other things it It makes it more difficult to physically get together.
0: but it is a process understanding that fade I guess it is a process of making new friends and developing those relationships and engaging this process again and it and it sounds very technical, and I understand that we don't you know very rarely do we sit down and make a list of this is how I'm going to make a friend today. I'm going to, you know what I mean? We don't do that. But if we're, if we're conscious of the process and we're aware of the process and we know our part, we know we have a part to play in this, it can be more effective and we can, we can develop deeper relationships, I think.
1: Yeah. I, like I said, my natural tendency is not to (laughs) make friends (laughs) and it's, it's not a good thing. It's, it's somewhere advantageous. To, for health and fun and so many things, or yeah, helping out with things or helping other people with things. So yeah, it's it's definitely why I was talking about this with my lessons from Lucy. <laughs> How she, his dog, Barry's dog, was always making friends all the time. No, no thought of it right. whatsoever.
0: And that kind of what what prompted me to to <laughs> want to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, you know what we've done so far is we've we've kind of we've intentionally identified people that are, have similar interest. I guess we'll call those potential friends, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, people who have uh, similar interests, and that's where we start: clubs and teams and groups, like-minded people, uh, a sporting event, some kind of tech meetup, like you talked about, podcasting. Then we have to build a connection. Uh, we have to show interest in that person as a human being, and. Share our own stories. It's about a give and take. And then we start to deepen that relationship by becoming just a little bit, a little bit vulnerable, Mm. Um, grabbing a drink, taking a walk together, hanging out, watching a game, whatever, whatever it might be. But you got to stay in touch, right? We Mm. talked about that. You got to stay in touch and be consistent. You're basically turning an acquaintance into a friend at this point. And then you kind of establish this mutual respect. You don't have to be clones of each other, right? You have to respect their opinion and respect their time and their commitments. Don't get overbearing. Yeah. Yeah. People have, people have their own life and their own pace and Mm. you have to be, you have to be sensitive to that.
1: Yeah. I think gotta stand up for your friend, no matter what, even if they're in the wrong, (laughs) I can remember that from school. Like I would go to blows with, any of my friends that I played ball with, right? And they were going against somebody, somebody else. But, you know, and as you were talking, Joe, it's interesting. I think I, if one thing I lack is looking for opportunity to make friends. And, you know, I was down in Lowe's today and across like three or four aisles, this guy was standing there with a little puppy, a golden retriever. And this dog yeah. was sitting perfectly and i had a pretty good idea he was probably there for training as a service dog it was my first thought because he had i could even from a distance tell that he had one of those vests on mm-hmm. and this dog was sitting so perfectly and you know how much i love animals and dogs especially right. and i made a beeline to this guy i just had to talk to him i just said mm-hmm. you know i just had to say my gosh i, I what a beautiful dog and how well behaved he was he's 12 years I found out he's 12 weeks old and I was just and had a nice chat and found out that it's a service company that, and he's fostering this dog. He'll have to give him up, but they're an organization that is close to my community, which I didn't know about. So I may be checking that out and that'd be a great place to make new friends.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, but again, here's you recognizing that, you probably need to be a little more intentional about it. Absolutely. I got to be more forward. Right. <laughs> and that's a good point. And we talk about when we talk about bringing the people into our lives, uh, this friendship that you and I have was an intentional friendship. All right. Yeah. We kind of showed up on a Saturday morning, felt each other out a little bit and said, okay, this is somebody that I intentionally want to bring. And at some point keep in my life. Right. Right. And we, we do that. Sometimes we, we have our cousins as friends uh, in, in when we we're younger, or we have uh, the people that just happen to be in the neighborhood. Yeah, right. right. And uh, those are kind of friends by accident, for sure. Uh, those are, but we can be intentional about the friends. And I think it's, I think it's even more important to be intentional about the friends you make and the and the people you bring into your life. Mm. Are they going to build you up? Are they going to encourage you? Are you are they the type of person that will accept your encouragement and you building them up? Do you have some kind of common focus and willingness to, to help and to be intentional about that is, is uh, man. It's, I think it's more important now than ever, especially in, in our digital age where yeah. we can tend to be isolated. Yeah, for sure. And isolation is a horrible thing. It is. It is not good for
1: anybody. Yep.
0: So yeah, let's stop right there. We've talked about, you know, kind of identifying the, the need to make friends and potential friends and building a connection and kind of deepening that connection or being a little more vulnerable and intimate and make sure you, you, you've established mutual respect for each other and, and honor who that individual is. And you do those things and you're off to a really good friendship, Yeah. but it doesn't stop there. Right. It doesn't stop there. You may, you may have made a friend and Start at the ball rolling. Now you got to be a good friend mm. for a long-term relationship. You got to be a good friend. And we're going to talk about that next week. Fair enough? Yeah. Yeah. The more you give, I think you're going to get more back too. Absolutely. How about your win for the week, Kurt?
1: So a friend of mine, Joe Taylor, told me about a board, Kanban board that he bought. I think he got it at Home Depot, if I remember right. I did. He told me I it was did. a two, two by three. And I told him it was a two by four. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I went over distance, I was in...
0: distance and measurements and spatial. <laughs> what do they call that? Spatial, whatever is not my strong suit. Right. I was, I was, I, I was a guy it. in baseball, Kurt, that <laughs> my, my, my depth perception is horrible. Right. <laughs> I could never figure out whether it was dropping in front of me or going over my head. <laughs> okay. 50% was, of the time I was wrong, but go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was a very
1: good center fielder. So I shouldn't say I, I was much better at that, but I, yeah, I went down to Lowe's. I, I saw you gave me the inspiration. Cause I was looking around It's funny and I was at Staples looking at the prices. And then I went down to low. I was in Lowe's all the time. And I looked at, Oh, they had one and it was like $10, but Home Depot was close to my house. I didn't buy it down there, and I ended up getting one, so I've got it installed behind me, and it's on i didn't, I was thinking where could I put it because I have s- my office is just stuffed I got shelves, I got things on the wall. I was trying to think what what was going to have to leave before I could put my Kanban board up but it's and it's two sided it has a chalkboard on the other side, and, right, and it's got the right. whiteboard on one side it's erasable marker board. But I use it to put my Post-it notes and start my Kanban board. But I put it over my door. I got those sticky tape where the it sticks to well, – it's got little um, little fingers on it so it sticks together. Oh, but yeah, yeah. That's Kinda how I like, put mine up. Yeah, the, the – Double-sided uh, tape.
0: Like those commander – Yeah, that's what they're called. Yeah, those commander things.
1: So far, mine's standing up. Yeah, you got it. you got one in your hand there. So, <laughs> so far, it's staying there, and I, I'm starting to put some – tasks on my board. So thank you, Joe. And I've
0: got that set up yesterday. Yeah, it's really cool. I, uh, it's only eight bucks and I, I, I looked for one because my, I just was intended to use my wall and they, my post-it notes just weren't sticking. And I think it had to do with, you know, the texture of the wall and so forth. And it's not designed for that. So I was at home Depot and happened to find this, uh, this four by two, well, I cut it to a whiteboard, and works I cut perfect. mine down.
1: I cut mine down to thirty inches tall. So that it would okay, f- I didn't want it to go all the way down to the floor four feet. So I was like, "How you know, many tasks do I put on there?"
0: If you put it on the back of your board, uh, my door forces you to look at it every time you leave your office. Right? <laughs> that's right. That's pretty cool. That's. A like good, I don't know if you did that on purpose, but that's a pretty good strategy.
1: Well, it was the only place I had. <laughs> that's why I went there. <laughs> <laughs> There's either that removed my my poster my isle of Wight poster that Kevin Curtis Allen gave me. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you uh you got yeah. your con you got your kanban board. That's all. Awesome. Yep. That's all. It's awesome. all hung and working. My win for the week is I reviewed, I took the the past week and reviewed and reset some big rocks at work. Now, hmm. if you if you want to know what we're talking about on big about big rocks, go back and listen to our episode. I think it was the one right before this about time management and can we really manage time and we talk about big rocks and putting in the big rocks first. And I realized a lot of small rocks were in my activity at work and were, and uh, my team was dealing with a lot of small rocks. Some of that even sand and yeah. pebbles and hmm. some of it even watering like the, this is just not, not the way it's supposed to be. So I reviewed and reset some big rocks at work, met with my team and we simplified a few processes to, to provide focus and, uh, everybody's pretty excited about it. And in huh. fact, uh, one person brought up that they were, they felt that they were kind of floundering a little bit. Hmm. Uh, so when I was able to take a step back and quite honestly, that episode forced me to do that, brought it, brought, brought it to top of mind again, that I need to think about the big rocks and put the big rocks in first and everything yeah. else will kind of find its place. So that's my win for the win. awesome. Yeah. We were talking about this on Saturday and I know you put a program
1: together too that, emphasized the importance of those yep. big priorities. So I did. Good job. I did. Love it. How about a resource? So my resource, my, my wife over the years is surprisingly good at buying gifts and whether it's Christmas or this past week was my birthday. She was over. Do you have BJ's wholesale clubs in your area Joe? We do not. We have Sam's okay. and Costco. Well, not, not that it matters. Cause I did find this in amazon link which i put in our notes and i don't know if i can explain this the name probably everybody knows this about this thing except for me but i know a friend of ours when we went on vacation on his phone he would have one of those battery packs with an elastic band wrapped around it <laughs> sometimes i would borrow it and it, that's how you connected it to your phone to get extra battery juice well this one's called a snap plus juice pack mini it's the brand name is Mofi, but it uses that magsafe magnet that connects and attaches this battery pack to your phone. And she also bought me a new case that holds it. And there's a little magnet in there. So you take the snap juice pack and you stick it on there and you can charge your phone and it sticks right on the back with a magnet. So
0: no kidding. It's it's pretty cool. So you just take this, this little charger that you have. Yeah. It, it holds it on the back of your phone. And that and that magnetic process and that you know that that's how wireless charging is done now, right? That's right. It's, that it, magnetic process charges it right up. You don't have to plug it into. Correct. the... That's correct. That's awesome.
1: Correct. That's very cool. Check the link in our notes if you're interested. I mean, she got a nice deal because the one in Amazon, at least this particular, there's probably other brands, but it was forty dollars and she got it on sale for twenty. So, well wow, done. That's awesome. Again, really nifty little gift for my wife that's going to be come in handy on our trip down to Disney World for sure because. You know all that social media I'm doing when I'm taking pictures and <laughs> all videos. All the friends you have, you know, <laughs> burns you that know, battery. It's <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> it's funny. My uh, uh, my wife, I think, just bought a, uh, a a wired charger. Yeah, and if if it's still within the return period, I might I might check this <laughs> out. I'll
1: tell you the thing. The biggest mistake I make is to forget to charge it in the middle of the night, like get yeah. back tired or something. I just. Disney, you get exhausted at night. You forget to do things. You fall asleep. Head hits the pillow. I'm s- sleeping, and wake up and the
0: phone's battery's dead. I carry a big battery pack in my backpack. Yeah, uh, in my laptop backpack, and uh, and there's a cord that comes from my backpack from the inside of my backpack to the outside. Okay, uh, that allows me to plug into it, and that has been a real game changer hmm. for me because I have power and it's it's pretty stout. Yeah. This has days and days of charge oh, okay
1: this one I, we were asking she goes i'll just use yours i'll say why don't you get one of those go down to bj's and for 20 bucks get one of yourself i said to her she goes i'll just use yours i said i don't know i don't know <laughs> how many charges this thing's got and it doesn't it's it pretty much doesn't tell you on the packaging
0: my resource is a book uh it's a book that goes way back and it's dated and I'm surprised somebody hasn't, it may have actually been updated. I'm surprised somebody hasn't. It might even be in the common, what do they call that when something is so old, it's part of the public, it's public domain, right? Yeah, it's, public domain. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I you, answered my you, question you worked, so. you worked it out, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I still, haven't, I still don't know who Han Solo was, who the actor that played Han Solo.
1: <gasps> oh, I meant to text you. It popped in my head the other day. Harrison Ford.
0: Harrison Ford. There we go. <laughs> I've intentionally I mean, not looked it up. I was just <laughs> waiting for it to come. I meant to text you that. There you go. I'm glad so we this, got that fixed. This book is in the maybe in the public domain. And if you get this book, work through some of the language, right? Work through some of the it's not, I mean it's by no means vulgar or anything like that. I'm not talking about language in that way, but it it does have some I don't want to call it ar- archaic, but language of the time, right? Mm. And when you read this book, understand that the time this person was living in But the principles are timeless. Mm. The principles are universal. And it's by Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah, It's one of those seminal books that almost everybody that I know of of significant success Mm. at some point has read this book. Yeah. I think I read that about 40 years ago. It would be a
1: good book to... I didn't realize, as you're describing, a book that the language is... A little diff, not whatever. However you described it, I didn't know. I thought it was pretty, I thought maybe it was
0: simple, but. Well, it is simple language. What I mean is, it's language of the day. Yeah, okay. You know, and and they probably make some references to some things we may not, the language we may not completely use. Okay. Uh, It's not not archaic, but it's definitely of the time, right? One thing that profoundly sticks out to me, you remember I always say there's
1: always something from really books that I enjoy that something sticks with me. The one about that book that sticks with me is the importance of when you're, when you're talking to someone to, to make them feel important or let them talk Yes, <laughs> right, and ask questions about them. And instead of putting yourself, everything about yourself, make it about them,
0: make the conversation about them. Stephen Covey in his book, uh, seven habits of highly effective people, which we've referenced many times over the past couple episodes. Mm. Uh, Puts it kind of like this. He says, "Seek first to understand, then to be mm. understood."
1: And I think of people that really I enjoy meeting. They're really good at that, just naturally. I don't think they're trying mm. to do it. They ask question. Yes, they ask you questions about yourself. They seem to be interested in you. Yeah,
0: there are people that do it naturally because of their upbra- upbringing. Yeah, I or think whatever so. It might be. Yeah. But also you can be intentional about it. Yeah, for sure. You can decide I'm going to be this type of person. I think it's are, a good skill. Interested in other people. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I remember from that book is, uh, and I kind of, I leafed through it and uh, recently and I thought, man, this would be a good thing to, to dig big, dig mm. into again, very similar to what you said, Yeah. Uh, is use their name. Right. Call people by their name and use their name. Remember their name. Yeah. Unless you're the cable person at the Help Center. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From Dave Barry's book. Yeah. <laughs> then it becomes
1: annoying and
0: then it becomes obnoxious. Then it becomes obnoxious. Before we started recording here, I had noticed in Kurt's notes on today's show that he did not share in advance what his quote of the day is going to be. And he said that he did that purposefully to be. To make it a surprise. Uh, So I've been, for the past (laughs) 45 minutes, man, I've been waiting for this moment.
1: I'll give you three. Rapid fire, and there's a reason, I guess. I thought it'd be fun to do it this way. I take my wife everywhere, but she keeps finding her way back. I told my wife she should embrace her mistakes. She gave me a hug. (laughs) I haven't spoken to my wife in years. I didn't want to interrupt her. So that's Henny Youngman and... Rodney Dangerfield.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) I was going to go Henny Youngman. Uh, uh, I think he's the one that said, take my wife. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Please take my wife.
1: (laughs) So when you were going to talk about relationships, I thought I'd go a little on the comedy side with Henny and Rodney.
0: Well, mine's kind of funny, too. (laughs) And I think about, am I the type of person? Am I the type of person when, when we talk about? Kind of step one, for lack of a better term, and making friends. And, and that's identifying potential friends. Join clubs or groups. You're a good guy, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this quote, I love this quote. I refuse to join any club that would have me as a member. <laughs> who is that from groucho Marx. <laughs>
1: that makes sense now
0: there is some wisdom in that right there is some wisdom in that i refuse to join any club that would have me as a member uh if you if you go to join these clubs my gosh make sure make sure they're you're the type of person that people want to be friends with, right?
1: I don't know how, I wonder why Rachel Mark said that. That's that's,
0: that's maybe he's just trying to be funny. I guess that was, that is funny. That is funny. I love that. I love that. That stuff by Ronnie Dane, Rodney Dangerfield has some great stuff, dude. I mean, he has some, he has some funny, funny stuff. And yeah. if you, if you look back at his story, his story is pretty rough. He's like yeah. a lot of comedians. His, his background, his. His his background is dark. Oh, okay, yeah, you know, check check it out. It's 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 pretty interesting. Kurt, I think we're going to wrap up right there for today's show.
1: Sounds good. Good job, Joe. Yeah, yeah. my friend.
0: You know, next week, yeah, definitely next week we'll talk about being a good friend. We'll talk about some of the some of the ideas behind being a good friend and the philosophies and and not to be technical about it, but there is a process and there are some. There's some boxes to check off if you're if you're being a good friend. So One of the we'll things, do that. We'll, we'll do that next week.
1: The book I'm reading right now is "Being Your Best Self," and I'll tell you when I'm being my best self, I'm
0: being a good friend. That'll preach right there. As we go, our website is dudesinprogress.com, dudesinprogress.com. If you want to reach out to us, you can send us an email dudes at dudesinprogress.com, dot com. Dudes at If you see fit to want to support the show. Uh, you can certainly do that by going to dudesinprogress.com/support dudesinprogress.com/support that'll take you to our Patreon page and if you want to engage with us with like-minded people that listen to the show and interact about the show and talk about the show you can do that at our face on our on our Facebook page dudesinprogress.com/facebook dudesinprogress.com/facebook facebook so if you just remember to go to the website dudesinprogress.com That website will take you to all those places, including the most recent episodes. So, Kurt, as we depart, I hope you have a blast in Disney. I know you will. You'll be with some good friends, good friends that you've nurtured and cultured. And uh, you've made good friends by being a good friend. Uh, Let's continue to make progress in making good friends because progress is better than perfection. We don't have to be a perfect friend, but we do have to. Make progress in being a friend. Let's keep moving forward. Yeah, thanks, Joe. And I'm looking forward
1: to seeing my friends. It's made my trips to Disney World incredibly fun. And and I always have a great time seeing my friends, the old friends down at Disney World. Thanks, Joe. Awesome. Talk to you soon, pal.